We all have superpowers. It's a skill that you complete with ease, although others may struggle. This skill, when performed, doesn't drain you of energy. It energizes you and augments life. This skill is your unique calling in life. When you find your superpower and you use your superpower to help others, you become a superhero. This is how we create superheroes. If you want to understand the mission more behind this podcast, go to episode 400. You can find everything about me at robzradio.com. 20 plus years in broadcasting, digital marketing and consulting expert, and I love creating content. That is one of my superpowers. Now I want to help you find yours. This is Rob Z Radio. Hey guys, it's Rob Z. All right, so we're back again, and this is the new version of Rob Z Radio, the podcast. We're talking about creating superheroes, finding people's superpowers. And for me, this is a huge part of what I do because I've really found what my superpowers are and I want to help you find yours. So I bring people in who have found theirs. Annie Staplefeld is here with me. Annie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. So Annie uh, is a a PA number one, physician's assistant, but also you have uh, a page on Instagram, nutrition.edit, right? If you want to find her on Instagram, nutrition.edit. Yeah, look me up, guys. And I've been watching your content and it seems like, it seems to me that you have found a superpower because you're out there talking to the world about what you love and what you do and what you're passionate about. Yeah, I totally have. Um, it's really fun. It's an interesting process to grow, to go through um, finding what the superpower is. And I love that you call it that. That's so different and, and such a different way to look at it. Um, I think we all talk about what our passions are and we get stuck on what this passion is. But I feel like taking that a step further and calling it a superpower is really awesome. So when you asked me to come on, I was really thinking about what what is mine? I mean, obviously, <laughs> I love nutrition and I love fitness and wellness, but what makes that different? A lot yeah. of people love nutrition. A lot of people love fitness. So I think what makes that different for me that turns that into a superpower is being vulnerable and and having empathy and just taking that to the next level. And I yeah. think showing people that is what makes that a superpower. You are 100% correct. That's the, the biggest part. The more transparent you can be, the more somebody's yeah. going to relate to you and connect to what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. And the, the reason, uh, another reason I reached out, I saw you're very consistent on Instagram. You're you're not sporadic in posting. It seems like you're, you've got a system down. Yeah. I, and I, that, that shows me the one discipline, but also that you have something you want to say. Yeah, I'm message. trying to keep a message pretty consistent. I, I feel like especially in this diet world, you're just kind of bombarded with so many different messages like don't eat gluten, eat gluten, don't eat sugar, eat sugar. And you don't know who to listen to and, and, and what's right and what's wrong. And I'm so I'm really trying to get this message out there of um, what I believe with with no restriction, no guilt, um, eating all the foods, learning how to listen to your body and just really get that message out there that you don't have to diet anymore. Um, you don't have to listen to what anybody's saying with how much to eat and exactly what to eat and exactly what not to eat. And this is good and this is bad. So yeah. I'm really trying to focus on that. And the funny thing is that's for them, right? If they're telling you that, that means that worked for them. Yeah. But your body might be completely different. Completely different. And that's the crazy thing. Yeah, is it is. We're following patterns of other people. Yes. In some regard, that might be a great thing. And when it comes to fitness or something like that, yeah, certain things are core. Like yeah. When it comes to nutrition, drink water. That's an obvious of course. one. Yeah. Obvious things. But some things just don't apply to certain people. So tell me, how did you get on this path. I mean, obviously you were a PA, so you have a, a great medical background, but for you personally, learning for you 
and your own body what is right. How did that happen yeah, for you? It's a long road. It's yeah. a really long process. So I actually started, and I think a lot of um, young girls go through this. You know, when, when you're going through puberty in your teenage years, you go through a lot of um, pressures of looking a certain way and being a certain way. And it, it messes with you. It messes mm-hmm. with your head. And you, you might not realize it at the time, but those messages that you're getting through diet culture and, you know, looking a certain way, they last for a lifetime. So you you you, you could spend 10 years you know, listening to eat this, don't eat that. And you don't realize that this is festering in you. And then one day you wake up and you're like, I I can't do this anymore. Why am I listening to these? So, um, I, you know, that's so so true. A lot of people maybe never even realized that that's going on. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. You don't even, because it, because it's so embedded in, in culture today that you don't even realize that it's an issue. How did you notice it? I don't, I, I, you know, I can't pinpoint, no, I can't pinpoint one thing. I think what happened is that I just got fed up. You know, I've had Mm. four babies, um, and, and moms are under a lot of pressure right now to get back to their pre-baby body and six weeks or eight weeks and all these programs that throw these crazy numbers out. And I think just, and work too, right? Yeah. 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 And you have, you have to go to work and you have to be a full-time mom and you have to be happy all the time and you can't show your stress. And you know, there's just a lot of pressure and, I think at one point I just thought, why am I doing all these crazy diets that are making me not happy? Mm-hmm. They're making me more stressed out. And now I'm taking it out on my kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, what good is this? So maybe this is just wrong. And, and you get to this point where you're just thinking, maybe it's not me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not the one who's failing. Maybe this idea of dieting is just not right. Like right. just maybe we have it wrong. So let's rethink it. And so when I tried to get out of this diet mentality, I kind of made a plan for myself. So these are the habits I really want to focus on. I want I want to focus on whole foods, but I also don't want to restrict foods because when you restrict foods, you binge on them later because right. nobody can restrict foods forever. You know, if you, if you tell yourself you're never going to have cookies again, at some point you're going to eat cookies again. And if you do, you've now you're going to eat a lot. Yeah. You've set yourself up for a boiling yeah. point. It's yeah. like when a kettle gets what's too hot, it has a release valve. You, you can't just let something fester. Forever. Exactly. It's gonna exactly. So, so I kind of thought, what's the point of trying this diet if I can't sustain it forever? So I, you know, I, I came up with this plan, the Nutrition Edit Plan, which you can buy on my website, nutritionedit.com. Um, and it's just how I kind of overcame this diet culture mentality. Mm. And it really worked for me. And it was a process. I mean, I'm telling you, it was a lot of mental work. There were a lot of days I feel like I just failed. I overate. I binged. Um, but, you know, I've had... A lot of years. I started as a young teenager with eating disorder issue. Mm. You know, I, I, I started purging at a really young age. Um, I restricted a lot. I overexercised. I did all of that. But this is the first time in my life where I felt like, all right, I got this. Like, I can do this. But it took a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. So this is the interesting part of this whole thing, right, is that it takes a long time to figure this stuff out. So it's really yeah. good there's lots of people out there teaching their method of how they got to where they're yeah. at. And it's really nice that you're not just teaching a diet, you're teaching a lifestyle. Because right. diets are not practical. They're not practical. It's ridiculous to think, I'm going to change my diet, and I'm going to yeah. do this, like, whatever, 30-day diet, yeah. and then go back to the way I used to eat. Exactly, like, it's what's the be point? It's lifestyle change. Exactly. It's, and it's the hardest thing to do. It's so and common it's, sense, though. It is know? common sense. But you know what I found? People love to be told what to do. Very true. So it's hard when you you see this plan that makes you really trust yourself. Like you have to learn to figure out what works for you. And that scares people. Yeah. They want to be told, 
you can't eat X, Y, and Z, or yeah. you can only eat half a banana. Or I mean, I've been on, I've done every diet. I can't tell. I've done every diet. And well, my wife and I are on. Uh, whole, we're on whole thirty right now. Oh, I did whole to get thirty. Sugar once. out of our system. Yeah, and it's it, it it's was, not as hard as I thought. But she's making all the food for me. That, yeah, so that's no, that's why. amazing. No, <laughs> that's I did so whole thirty two, and I never cooked so much in my life. Yeah, it was really hard. Yeah. yeah, it's but I but I couldn't sustain that, and so I think what's the point? Because then after that, I just binge on all oh, the stuff yeah. I couldn't have. Right, you know, um, and I think it's especially hard for women too with the hormonal changes we go to or go through. I know, you know, I know a lot of people kind of poo poo that, but it is real. Yeah, um, and some people are more affected than others by their hormonal changes. So mm-hmm. I think you have to just learn. Okay, maybe this time of month I have a really bad three days. Like that's okay. Just learn that mm-hmm. rather than think you're failing on a diet because those three days are hard. Like, yeah, sure, maybe you might overeat for three days a month. Who cares? Well, beating yourself up about those three yeah. days is going to make the next week exactly terrible too. Exactly, right? because then you just go it. back to restricting. Yeah, yeah, you're going yeah. from bouncing from one end to the next. Yeah, uh, man. This is something that my my wife has talked about this, and it seems like every woman has this issue. You have a it's it's a it's a love hate war with food. It's a nonstop yeah. battle back and forth with food. Yeah, and guys don't experience it quite as quite as much. But I've definitely gone through it myself. Just from my dad being a weightlifter, my son, my my brother being a weightlifter, I had to lift weights too, which I enjoyed for a while. But it was yeah. like that's not necessarily me. I yeah. like it, but it's not. I don't want to do this an hour and a half every day. Yeah, like, you don't, I don't have need to. to. Yeah. How maybe it's just wisdom, like with age, you figure these things out, right? But I think with what you're trying to do, right? Obviously, you want to help people bypass all of those painful years because you really can't yeah. grow without the pain of For going sure. through it. For sure. But if you can learn from somebody else who went through it, maybe you can skip some of those steps. Yeah. So what's that for you? What are you helping people? What are you helping people do? Are you helping them so bypass some of those I, years? Yeah. Or? So I'm really trying to focus on the chronic dieter because that's who I was and that's who I can empathize with the most. Um, so I think it's just kind of breaking down all of the typical diet culture stuff we've been fed for so many years mm-hmm. and stuff that's so normal that we don't even think about anymore. If you would go into a bar and walk into a conversation with a bunch of girls, you know what they're probably talking about? What diet they're on? <laughs> what they're eating, what they're not eating right now, right. what drink they should be getting to get the least amount of calories possible. It's in every woman's conversation. Yeah. I, why a, do we do that? So we get, it, we're just saturated well, with all it. Because all the content that is out there for women is kind of circling around those topics. It right? is. It's like a constant loop of the same yeah. stuff. Yeah, it really it's, is. It's, it's, and it gets to you. Even if you make a conscious effort to try to avoid it, you can't. you can't. I mean, yeah. it's just everywhere. And that's what I look at the whole 30, this diet, which is like no uh, added sugars yeah. and no gluten and no dairy. Mm-hmm. The American system of food and restaurant and everything is just so out of whack that when you try to do these diets, you can't go anywhere and eat. You can't go anywhere, especially here. It's crazy. In central Pennsylvania, it's so hard to do anything. I, yeah. I You know, I did. I was vegan for a few months. And when I would go out, the only thing I could order was a side salad and French fries. How is that helping my health? You know, <laughs> right. you, I mean, if you're if you're in LA, great. You could you could yeah. probably um, improve your health through that, but you, you can't do that here. Yeah, it's it's tough, and, I, and a lot of people don't know how to cook at home. They're not good cooks. There's no cooking classes in our area, and no. there's no real like yeah. easy ways to learn these things, right? Yeah. So watching what watching what you've been doing, I think like wow, look, it seems like you've tapped into uh, something because usually the superpower comes from lots of pain. You, oh, you struggle with something yeah. for a long time, and then you figure it out. You figure it and out. And that's the, the key. Yeah. And, and, and 
Is this something that I guess going back to you being a, a kid, were you passionate about this your entire life? You know, it's funny. Being a PA, I, I, maybe I wasn't. Um, I never thought about food until. Um, I was a young teenager, mm. and I think a lot of it's stemmed... not even health. You weren't into health or fitness or anything. No, I was an athlete, so okay. I played basketball my entire life from third grade on. Um, so I was always very active. I love being active. I still love to be active. I think that's why I still love fitness so much. It's just I feel good when I'm active. If I'm not active, I don't feel good. Yeah. Um, but the diet stuff, the food stuff, I think a lot of that stemmed from getting made fun of um, from my two older brothers. I'm I'm the youngest of four. Okay, and my so my nickname name growing up was Bertha Butt, one of the Butt sisters, because I always <laughs> had a big butt. Um, Which back and, then and they, was, was poo-pooed. Now I it's know. Like now, it's, now it's celebrated. Yeah, I know. Right. If, if only. <laughs> um, and, and they would sing to me, fatty, fatty, two by four, can't fit through the kitchen door. You know, all these oh. things. And so, and the, you <laughs> I know. I heard that one. Yeah. So the funny thing is, I wasn't even that big right. when I was a kid, but compared to my siblings who were like stick thin, I was mm. the biggest one. And that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it kind of... Uh, became an obsession. Yeah, it it just kind of messed with me eventually. Once I hit puberty, it just got to me. Yeah, you know. And then you have to live with it every single day. And even if nobody else is saying it, you're and mentally living yeah. with it. Yeah. How did you change those? This is for me uh, the, the situation. I'm sure for you the situation. Probably everybody when it comes to food, it's not. It's 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 really a mental game. It's yeah. self control. It's just this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's habitual patterns. You know, whatever that is, like. It's stuck in you, right? So it is. then you go to dieting, so then you swing yourself the whole way to the other end of like restricting yourself yeah. and, and basically torturing yourself. I know, yeah. So you finally bounced the rubber band back and forth enough where you ended up in the middle. Yeah. When, you know, when did that happen? And maybe there's not a moment, obviously, you probably have a, a general over the time it happened, but how could you talk to somebody who's going through something like you went through? And shortcut it. Like, what's the? What are the, some of the, yeah. the key steps? You have to stop focusing on the food. You just have to. You got, and that's what diet does. You everything is focusing on the food and food not obsession. how you feel, right? So, right. when you start focusing, and th- and this is what I did. So, you know, I've I've kind of been through a lot in life. Just we all have, um, but there are some some major milestones in my life that just kind of flip the switch for me. They they mm. put a lot of things into perspective. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure how much you know, but when when we first started having children, you know, I had a miscarriage at 12 weeks, which is very oh, typical, but then we lost our oldest son right after delivery. Oh, and that gosh. just changes your perception of things. So you start to think, you know, I thought of my body in a very different way at that point. Um, and it wasn't, what is it? look like it was why isn't my body functioning why can't I have babies right so that changes things for me it's it's no longer about I don't care what I look like to anyone else because it doesn't matter like I don't have a living child right now a healthy child I want to have a healthy child and I want my body to be healthy you want your mental health to be yeah and so you know when you go through something like that god doesn't food just seem like something so little right Right, yes. like yeah. it just—it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, so it matters. So you, it you, know, does, no, if you don't it eat does. for two months, you might well, die. No, 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 but of like, course. <laughs> but, but you know, yeah. beating yourself up over a cookie—it just doesn't matter. Right. In right. So it's scheme. all, and and that's why I work on a lot of positive mindset stuff. You know, you just need to put things into perspective sometimes. Like, 
are you being a good mom to your kids? Are you being a happy person that you want to be? You know, are you just, are you proud of who you are? And if you're not, food isn't going to help that. Restricting food isn't going to help that. You need to do that mindset work to really um, get to where you want to be as a person. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that food isn't going to change that, it takes the power away from food. Yeah. Right? So you don't have, like, you know, restricting something. I used to get so much joy out of like, man, I'm good. I didn't have any dessert for like two weeks. I'm amazing. Now I'm going to tear <laughs> into a carton. No, of ice cream. It's like, that's not an amazing thing. Like uh, there are a lot of amazing people doing yeah. amazing things. Right. Restricting cookies for two weeks is not an amazing feat. Like, so but our standards but as our a stand- society exactly. are so low that that exactly. is an amazing feat. Yeah. It is. And that's, that's sad. But when you take that power away, like think of what you can do to help other people and to help yourself and to get yourself into a better mindset to, to be a better mom and a better wife and a better friend and a, right. and a better daughter. Um, and then those other changes come, you know, that other stuff comes and, and food just doesn't matter quite as much. Yeah. And I, I only started fasting recently. I did a, I did a couple day fast and then the intermittent fasting. Yeah. But the thing that I never realized was how worn out I was because of all of the food that I was eating. Oh, I know. And it's like, holy cow, we're not supposed to eat constantly. Yeah. We're not supposed to even three meals a day. I mean, yeah. sure, that's, I guess that's fine, but like you don't need to. I agree. And How this, long was your longest fast? I only did days. Like, I did 24 hours. 24 fast. hours. Yeah. yeah, that was my longest too. I've done 24 hours. Yeah, and it was not as, it's not. It's not. I, I take this to any addiction because I've been addicted to other things too. And it's all habitual. These For things, sure. these are patterns. Yeah. So when you get in the car and you have food, it's just like smoking. You get in the car, you have yeah. a smoke, you yeah. have a meal, you have a, like those things all go hand in hand together. So when you're trying to break uh, the habit of whatever it is, you've got to step back and be like, okay, I'm not, and this is a tough place to get to. It takes a long time, right? But I'm not actually hooked on this thing. I'm hooked because I live in the same patterns in life and I'm right. doing the same stuff. So it's bringing right. me to the same situations. And once you can prove to your mind that a different pattern also works just as well, that it's healthier, yeah. your mind's like, oh, wow, that wasn't oh, yeah, too I bad. And then just that. consistency is yeah. the key. Yeah. But it's so hard to get people, especially when it comes to the major addiction of sugar, right? Yeah. You, know, you don't even know that you're addicted to it, it. You know, sugar's funny, though, because we all talk about being addicted to sugar. And I've had so many people reach out to me about, I'm just addicted to sugar. I'm addicted to sugar. And I, you know, my response to that is, you probably have a container of sugar in your pantry. Do you ever go take a spoon into that canister of sugar and eat it? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. I've, I've done so that it's once, not. No, you I haven't. Mean, Stop last, it. When I was young, I did. I did. <laughs> not recently. No, not, not, recent. adult, no, right? not recently. Um, but so that's the thing. I think we get in this mindset of like, well, I can't stop because I'm addicted. No, you're really not. You might be addicted to that pattern and that habit, but you're not actually addicted to sugar. And it's the mouth pleasure too. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that tastes really good. Yeah. And then I feel, I hate myself for the next yeah. 10 hours or whatever, but like, like that yeah. momentary thing. But it's that that's that really quick high. But when you're not restricting, um, you know, I just went on vacation and this is a good example. So before when I was in dieting mode, I would really diet. I would try to lose as much weight as possible before I was going to the beach or any vacation just so I could look good, which is ridiculous. Because yeah, I just, ne- I'm never going to see these people again in my life. Why yeah, do I care? It's your family. And yeah, you. it's my family. Like I don't, they have seen the worst parts of me. I don't. But there's going to be photos on Facebook. Oh, Holy cow, yeah. Right. Ready. I know. Exactly. Um, but then what happens 
on vacation. You go and you binge on everything because you just denied yourself for the past month of all of these treats and sugar and whatever. So it's really interesting. Um, we just went to uh, San Diego, which is awesome. We had a really good time. And there's so many good things to try there. So many great desserts. And I love sugar. I do. I love sweets. Me I always too. have. Yeah. So I'm not one of those like weirdos who who doesn't eat sweets. I eat sweets. My wife loves salt. So she she's oh, not a big sugar fan. Too. Oh. She's a huge salt fan. And I'm a oh, huge yeah. sugar fan. So we like yeah. Yeah. But what's amazing is that this is the first vacation I went on where I had I, I, you know I wanted the eggs and I wanted the fruit and I wanted fish and I wanted those things because that's what I'm used to eating. I wanted mm-hmm. the vegetables. But when I wanted ice cream, I ate ice cream. But what I did was throw it away when I'm done. I don't need, there was no desire to eat the whole thing where when when I was dieting and restricting before, would you better believe that I was going to eat every bite of that? Because in my mind, I'm only going to get this now on vacation. And when I get home, the diet starts again. So I better eat this now. And when you can get rid of that mentality, it, it, that food loses power. Yeah. Like I don't, that ice cream doesn't mean anything to me because I can go to the meadows today if I want and go get some butter brickle, which is the best flavor anyway. Um, but, but when you, when you take that power away, you don't want it. Yeah. 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 Uh, boy, there's a, uh, you know, it's this mindset. My, and my wife introduces to me because when I was a kid, man, we, my mom, I'd have a, a large cappuccino from sheets in seventh grade at eight o'clock at night. <laughs> like just ridiculous. Yeah. And it's not her fault. She didn't really know anything yeah. about nutrition. Luckily, my wife knows a lot and I just have learned everything from her. Yeah. But like when you go to an amusement park and get some ice cream, get a small cone and split yeah. it. It's yeah. enough ice you cream. You get that need... gigantic ice cream and then you yeah. feel like total garbage and it's just it's you too. And totally yeah, No, that's the and perfect point. Day. You feel like garbage after. That's what you have to learn. But you have to go through that. You have to be really conscious of how do I feel after I eat this? Not the guilt. Don't even think about the guilt. How does your actual body feel? When you start realizing that you feel like garbage, you don't want it. Yeah. Right? And when you... Take so what I've noticed from Whole Thirty taking sugar out. Usually at this point, we're recording this at like four p.m. I haven't really had lunch today. If I was eating lots of sugar, I'd be a mess right now. Crash. Yeah. I oh no, the nap. crash. You know, but and, I feel and, I have so much more energy just because my well, whatever yeah. the reasons are. You know that. No, more than no, I do. it's true. I, I when better. when you're eating a lot of sugar, you know, if you have an unstable blood sugar level, so and I notice this too. If I start eating a lot of just junk food, and I don't mean junk food; it's not bad. It's all food. I eat all food. I don't. I try not to categorize oh, so it as good as bad. Okay. No, like it, it's just food. But if I eat a lot of um, high carb, high sugar foods. I noticed that in an hour or two, I feel hungry again. But going back to the fasting, and this is um, the one thing I really enjoyed learning when I did my 24-hour fast that I used to do. That's not true hunger. That's that's just your sugar dropping because it was peaking. And when you can learn that, um, I think that's really helpful because I think we all panic a little bit when we get hungry, right? Yeah. Do you panic? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to panic, like, right? Like, I need food. I what? So you just grab something, um, yeah. but but You're just when shoveling, you, yeah, that's when you get fast food. That's when you get a Wendy's exactly, cheeseburger or something. Exactly, it's when you grab for the candy bar. But you think that's true hunger, but the twenty four hour fast teaches you what true hunger is. And when you know that you can go twenty four hours without eating, um, it it's really eye opening. Yeah. Now I I do hesitate a little bit with fast because um, especially under my platform with the nutrition edit on Instagram and and you know all the things I'm talking about now with people with eating disorders and disordered eating, mm-hmm. I do worry that a fast can kind of um, exacerbate some of those old patterns a um, little bit no doubt, yeah. because I think the fast can get a little addicting too. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, at least for me, I mean, I used to look forward to my 
my weekly 24 hour fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, there's nothing wrong with that. That's but that was point. when I still weighed myself because oh. you see a big drop the next day oh, in your yeah. weight. So two days, even better. Yeah. Days. Oh my God. I know. Oh, it's amazing. All together. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And more is not better, but it does teach you um, what true hunger is. And I think that's important. And I think that's what a, a lot of people don't understand. They get that, that spike in their blood sugar and then it drops and they think that's true hunger. Mm-hmm. And if you can eliminate that and understand why you get that spike, I think that can avoid a lot of overeating and unnecessary yeah. eating. The thing, I, and this is just from my experience, like I said, growing up in a family that didn't really understand nutrition or follow it in any way, shape, or form, you don't know anything else. Right. I never knew anything else. I didn't know I could feel differently. I was like, right. well, I just eat food and this is how uh, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the case at all. But when I you, know. And, and the other thing with fasting I find is really, really important that, that made it click for me. When, everything else gets a break. You know, we give yeah. things a break. You're done right. with your computer, you shut it off. Yeah. You don't drive your car 24 hours a day. Yeah. But when you're eating all the time, your body's never chilling out. It never has a chance to work on other things and yeah. put its energy in other places because you're always eating food. So yeah. it's always processing. There's always processing something. You eat before bed and your body's processing while you're yeah. sleeping. Like if it has that 10 to what, 15 hour window or whatever for an intermittent fast, then it has a chance to actually process everything and then fo- focus on other stuff. You yeah. have more mental energy. You yeah. have more... Yeah. Uh, some other form of energy. And especially when it comes to working out. If you don't eat before workouts, much better workouts, uh, in my experience. Really? Because. So I think that depends on what workout you're doing. I think true. that's individual. Yeah. I, you know, everything's individual, but. I always feel like I have more gas in the tank. Not in the beginning, but as I, I build stamina as, gotcha. as time goes on. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. And that's the going back to everybody's different. Yeah. So that might not work for somebody yeah. else. But it's it's just learning your body, learning what works for you. Yeah. And that's why you can't, like, just because something worked for Kathy over here doesn't mean it's going to work for Jane over here. I mean, yeah, it could be the worst thing. It, for yeah, her. exactly. Have you heard of Viome? No. Well, this would probably really. Yeah. I, I mean, I it sounds familiar, it, it, but I've heard of some. Is it the gut biome? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I mentioned to you. On the yeah. Phone. So we, my wife did hers and um, it just gave her, <clears throat> it gives you foods that are really, really good for you yeah. and your gut biome and ones that are really, really bad. And then a long list of in between. Yeah. Right. So. What she's doing is just cutting out the ones that are really, really bad, <clears throat> which is like five foods on that. And then there's like five foods on the really, really good side. And uh, we'll see when she goes through it. I'm going to go through it too, what it, what it tells me. But it, what it proves, to me at least, is, I mean, this is like super scientific research. I don't know how they do all this stuff. I have no idea. But <laughs> the point is, everybody's Viome results are going to be completely different. Yeah. Right. So, you're, so that means that you and this other person look the same, same weight, uh, you know, same kind of lifestyle, but you might be yeah. able to eat these five foods and that, exactly. those are their foods that destroy them. Yeah. And, that, and that, that proves right there in that point that diets are not across the board no, working for they're, everybody. No, they're Fitness not. Fitness schedules are not the same. Like it's our not. lives are totally different and you have to figure that out. For sure. For yeah. Yourself. Gut bacteria is really interesting. It's really interesting. They say that's your second brain. Yeah. Like that's where a lot of your emotions. Have, have you heard of people doing the fecal transplants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's next level. No, it is interesting though. It but, is really. And I thought, it, I thought about it. I don't no. know what they've done. What, because that's supposed to be super good for your No, gut. Yeah. Well, if you get the right trans, you know, the right person to give it to you. But um, Poop partners is what yeah, I call it. Yeah, poop partner. <laughs> yeah. We all need a poop partner. <laughs> um, no, but it is really interesting. Um, and, and I talk about this too a little bit on Nutrition Edit is that 
I, you know, a lot of these people do on Instagram, these influencers, they they do this like what I eat in a day. And yeah. so many people follow them or people who count macros. Macros is another huge thing. Everybody wants to know what everybody's macro numbers are. So macros are your protein, your carbs and your fats. And, and they break those down into grams. So everybody wants to know, are you eating 106 grams of protein? Or are you eating 124? Like, tell me your exact number. Oh, and the problem is exhausting. like, yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> But I hate that stuff because I could tell you exactly what I eat, exactly how much I eat, exactly how much I exercise, sleep, meditate. We could do everything exactly the same, be the same height and weight, but we're not going to look the same. It's mm-hmm. just not how it works. Yeah. And when, when you can realize that, um, I think that helps you take away this sense of failure because, well, I'm, I'm doing what she's doing, but I don't look like her. And that's just not how it works. Yeah. So it, it goes back to that learning what works for you, which is a scary road because it's a long road, but that's what you have to do. You have to be willing to put in that work to figure out what works for you. And it's the same as, um, you know, finding what spikes your sugar and why you feel so hungry an hour later. Like, just figure it out. Put in a little bit of mental work and try to figure it out. Is it easy? No way. But is it worth it? Absolutely. Or hire somebody like Annie. Like, or right, hire me. Can... I do coaching. I, I have coaching services on my website, nutritionedit.com. Yeah. So yeah, That's really hit cool. me up. And yeah. I think that, that, and this is, we have a conference coming up, right? We're, good, we're doing this leadership conference uh, in our area in September. <clears throat> and the, the theme is around goals and coaching, right? Okay. The, the, the idea is, and I have a mentor, his name's Ray. He's been on the podcast many times. And his his you know methodology is be a coach get a coach you should yeah. be a co- you should always be coaching somebody else yeah. who's coming up and you should have a coach to get you to another level oh that's a great idea so i need if a you're, coach if you're <laughs> and a lot of us have one like if you have a lot of instagram people you follow or youtubers or whatever you read books from people that you really admire or look up to those are like coaches it's better to have them in yeah. personal form like in front of you but yeah. either way is is really good uh, and that's the beauty of the internet it's just it's just siphoning through all the crap and finding the right Ugh, stuff. Yeah. And it seems like you're on the path of having the right stuff. Yeah, I right? hope so. I think so. Well, you're not you're not forcing a, a, something down somebody's throat. It's not like no, you have yeah. to do this. Actually, you're telling them. No, you, it's the opposite. You have to do this, which is to not follow any of that. I know. Right? It's like, so the yourself. opposite. It's It's all mental work. It's really interesting. But I do work on, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a PA, a physician assistant by um, by career. Yeah. And I've done that for a long time. And I ran a nutrition clinic in, in our pediatric office that I worked in. So obviously, I have an understanding of nutrition. Um, but I think traditional medicine fails a lot mm-hmm. in in coaching people through what nutrition means. Um, and I saw that in my practice a lot. So, you know, when I coach people, it's really about... Um, finding that mental space that you need to be in. And and you don't know where that is when you're setting your goals necessarily, but you get there, right? Yeah, or you, and it might be months or years, yeah. right? And that's, yeah. the, that's the tricky part is like yeah. this thing is not cut and dry pill form. Yeah. You don't pop it and figure it out. It's like yeah. you've got to put the work in. Yeah. But it's a good thing. It is a good thing. And, you know, we, we all know we stress eat. You know you shouldn't stress eat. But it doesn't do anybody any good when you have five minutes with a patient to say, stop stress eating, stop eating in front of the TV. You need to dive deeper into that. That is not yeah. enough time to change anybody's habits. And you that's need not to fig- an eating issue. That is a mental yes. health issue. Yes. That's why I say the food is not the issue. It's your mind that's the issue. Mm-hmm. We, we blame the food. It's not the food. Yeah. If it wasn't so darn good, I wouldn't want to eat it. Listen, and it is good, but we all have access to it. Now, obviously, socioeconomic status aside, but um, we all have access 
to foods. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why are some people reaching for that more than others? Education is a lot of it, I think. Yeah. And, um, and, and your income, if you have five kids or uh, whatever and you don't make a whole lot of money, McDonald's sure. and Wendy's is the answer. Yeah, it's but easy. you know what? Because people don't cook anymore. Listen, I grew up in a really poor family. We, I mean, I, I honestly don't know how my mom did it. There were four kids um, and my dad was a carpenter and she was a stay-at-home mom. And she made healthy meals awesome. every day. So I think part of that too is just not teaching your next generation how to um, prioritize certain groceries over others. And, and well, and there weren't quite so many processed foods, I don't think, when we were younger. So yeah. it was more of a necessity. But the past like, there was generation, no... it's really changed drastically. Yeah. And I think now with the internet, we're starting to get back on a better cycle. The information yeah, I think so is coming too. out. I think so too. But I am kind of shocked how many people, even in our generation, um, have said that their parents never cooked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't that surprising? I don't know. My mom, my mom always did. So I, I use that. My mom cooked, but it was box meals. And really? Stuff. Well, okay. I mean, she did cook real stuff too, but it was a lot of hamburger helper and yeah. uh, frozen pizzas and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that was. And, and the thing is, I think if we can like help somebody out, don't judge them for what they're feeding their kids, right? We don't judge each other. We've mm. got to stop doing that. Just maybe help them. Obviously, only if it's a good friend, you wouldn't just like go up to somebody and be like, Hey, stop eating ramen noodles every day. But right. um, I think if we just learned how to eat better, it, it would it, help. It, it takes one person at a time teaching yeah. somebody else, yeah. right? And I, I think what you're doing is really, really cool because uh, you got to be able to find this information somewhere and you have yeah. to be able to trust the person. And it's easier yes. to hear somebody's journey. So that's why I like talking about these sorts of conversations because you've had a journey. You've gone through a thing. Oh, now, you you yeah. didn't like grow up rich and no. your parents no. your, had all the information and it was, no. just became easy for you. You had to figure it out. No, I figured out painful. so much. And I, you know, when I went through... So obviously, uh, you know, we didn't have a, a ton growing up. I was the only one of my siblings to go to college. Um, I went to college with zero help from my parents. I worked wow. two jobs and I put myself through my bachelor's and my master's. And you know what? I was broke. I was broke. And do you think I ate well during that? No. no. <laughs> you know where I shopped? I used to shop at the dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, a lot of so I get decent that. food at the dollar there store. Is, now, yeah. Though, I know. But I get that. <laughs> so I, But I think that's what helps me too is that I didn't have this really easy journey to where I am now. And, you know, I've had a lot of roadblocks and I can understand and empathize with other people um, that are going through different things. Like the people who don't have the budget to buy all the whole foods, the fresh foods. I absolutely understand that. Um, But we can work together. You know, if you buy one of my coaching packages or even honestly, if you DM me on Instagram, I am so happy to help people for free. Like, I just want to help someone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, DM me, send me a message, email me, I'll help. But, um, you know, I think just going through some of these things, it just opens your eyes to what really matters. And I think from a lot of health coaches now, at least from what I see, it's make no excuses. You know, you you have the same 24 hours in a day as everyone else. Do you hear this a lot? Do you see this? Yeah. Right. So I hate that. Like, no, the the single mom who has three kids and is working a full time job she doesn't have it the same as the stay-at-home mom whose husband makes $200,000 a year. I'm yeah. sorry. They're not the same. No, not and you can't do that. You can't form. categorize people like that. So mm-hmm. you need to really take this to a personal level. And yeah. I think people don't. They just Because people want to see results. Like the coaches, they want to see results. They don't really care about you. They want to see a result so they can post it on their Instagram to say, this is what my plan did by my plan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I'm just not, I'm just not me. I'm just not like that. And, but there's a lot of people like you as well. And that, this is the great thing about the internet is that people are starting to come out of the woodwork and, and the internet is changing. And this is what I teach all the time when I teach social media and stuff like that. It's all about engagement, value, and then repetition. Yeah. You've got to make sure you're engaging people, which you're very good at. I mean, it's, you naturally... Oh, I appreciate that. And this goes back to the superpower conversation. You are very good at engaging with this stuff because you know it inside and out and yeah. you believe in it and, and you I, know that it works. I totally believe in it and I've been through it. And so when you give somebody value and you give yeah. them enough free value, like you're doing on Instagram or anybody who's out there giving out free value, you must inundate people with so much free information that they're like, <laughs> oh man... And then finally, when you hit them with a sale, they're like, boy, I, I should really join that. They've given yeah. me so much for free. They've helped yeah. me so much yeah. that I really need to join what they're doing because it's going to take me to the next level. And I want to kind of pay them back for all the yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, and I've done that. I, I, That's yeah. what I do all the time. Absolutely. If I follow somebody online and they have a good program, I usually buy it and go through it and learn so much that yeah. I... And, and, uh, and once you pay for something, people also will say, well, why don't you just give it away for free if you're so, if you, if you want to help the world? Oh, well, I know. Sp- yeah. <laughs> usually people are only motivated. Like if you pay money for something, you, you're going to do it. You need to get something out of yes. it. Yes. Because you put money down. Agree. And that is a, a huge mind shift that I had over the past couple of years. That is like not the scarcity mindset of, oh crap, I'm paying money. Now I automatically have buyer's remorse. No, I bought this thing. So I have to it. see it through and do it. Yeah. Or, I've wa- or I'm going to be mad at myself. Yeah. Why or I wasted I money. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's very important to have that system set up. And people just have trouble believing somebody. And yeah. especially, I mean, it's hard to trust. Yeah. How, do you, how do you trust somebody? How would you? I know it is. How do you figure out uh, this person is telling me the truth? Well, when you put out so much content, like if you if you put up 10 videos, you could... BS through those. Yeah. If you have hundreds of videos and years of whatever, you know, say you do this for 5, 10, 15 years, you have all this content. You can't lie for that. No, long. you can't. There's no but way. But you do know it. what I also think um, builds trust is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've posted some scary stuff, honestly. I've, man, I've stayed awake at night thinking, I can't believe I just posted that. People know. Because <laughs> we're generally a pretty private crew. Yeah. Um, you mean people in general? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but I've posted something, you know, the, I posted a few months ago about how I started purging when I was in high school. What is purging? Purging. So I would I would eat a ton of food and I would go throw it up. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought was so. um, I don't know why I didn't know. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) But oh god, I lost sleep over that. It Mm. that's just something very personal. It's really hard to be that vulnerable. Yeah. Um. But I had so many people message me after that saying they went through the same thing. And it's amazing. It's eye-opening. And nobody but that, criticizes but that, it. But that builds a connection. So now these people are starting to trust me a little bit because they can connect with me. And yeah. I think that's super important. It's very um, important. But, I, you know, I think what gets lost on it, on social media now is there's a difference between connecting and oversharing. Mm-hmm. I'm very private with my family life. I don't post much about my kids. I don't do stories with my kids in them. Yeah. Um, but I'm vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more valuable. Right, I think it's definitely if you if you're using your kids as a form of uh, growth, then yeah, that's a problem. it's not. It's a problem. And here's the issue: is putting your kids on will get you more followers. Oh no, no it doubt. will. Oh, absolutely. So that's the the, the fine line you got to walk. And I know. With my son Max, like I, I I put him on a decent amount just because he's so funny and because he on he actually really loves being yeah, in front of I, the camera. Yeah. So but there's a difference, and I get to the point where what I think is like okay. I'm putting them out there a lot. Should I be doing this? Now, I'm, I'm gonna, and I, I've backed off. 
And so what he's been doing now is like, Dad, we're not why aren't where I, I know? Why so he started making his own videos, and we don't put them on yeah. YouTube or anything. But he's like doing it on his own, and he really likes it. And I think yeah. the new the the next generation coming up. They're not going to have the same uh, uh, setbacks with video and stuff that we do. Yeah. It's just there for them. It's just yeah. happening and it's a part of their life. For us, it was like I had to grow up half my life, not no access to the, even the internet. Right. And now it's like full blown. Everything's out everything. there. So it's a very difficult thing to get used yeah, to. Yeah, it's hard to navigate. You have to kind of learn your boundaries. Um, and but I, I totally you know, agree with you, the whole what you're saying about your kids. Yeah, 100%. But, but it's 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 putting yourself out there in a different way. It, it's vulnerability versus popularity. Yeah. And I don't I don't need to be popular. I don't need to have a million followers. I mean, heck, I have like 300 followers. Right. It'd be pretty cool. But, had a million oh, no, million I mean, people. that would be amazing. But I don't want to sacrifice who I am and what I truly believe for the sake of followers. Yeah. It's just, it's just not who I am. Well, being who you are and doing something authentic will get you followers. Yeah, it's going to yeah. take a I, little I think, longer. Yeah, but. it'll take longer and I'll get there. Um, but if I can have some meaningful connection, the, the connections and going back to the superpower, I really think one of my superpowers is just connecting with people. I mm-hmm. love that. I truly do. It makes me so happy. Even just emailing people back and forth when they ask me questions or DM, like just having, I, you know, I have a lot of followers now that I have a pretty good relationship with. They've never bought a thing off me and mm. I don't care because they're getting something from it. And that, mm. like that truly matters to me. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just really fun to see um, how it's progressing and to really focus on being authentic and not just how do I grow so fast? I just need to grow fast. And when you get caught in the growth thing which i've gotten caught in many times you start doing stuff that's not you exactly you see other people doing exactly it and you want to gain more followers i know yeah it's tough and it's the whole thing's a balance really another reason i wanted to bring you in is because you seem very comfortable uh filming yourself and being on camera that yeah i'm glad i seem that way <laughs> because you're, you're, I maybe some people are like super confident about it but even me like i'll film something no, and be yeah. like nah, it was all right but i just release it anyways i like, see that's why i'm you know i just kind of get this i'm gonna do it if this is what i want to do and this is what's going to make me happy i just got to do it or i need yeah. to not complain yeah, and you yeah. know that's just what and it you, is and you know if you didn't do it you'd be thinking all day long man i need I to be doing that i mean i i wanted to start this years ago right and i was just afraid yeah. I was afraid of the judgment and especially in a small, you know, we live in a small town yeah. and you know what? I've just come to realize everyone's judging me anyway. Yeah. Who well, cares? Most, and not in a bad way. Just in like, we all, that's just our nature. That's human nature. nature to judge people. So, and people are going to judge you and then yeah, they're going to exactly, go back to worrying about exactly. themselves. Exactly. They don't really care just because they're judging you. Doesn't mean they, they they'll judge you for three seconds and then worry about themselves. Yeah. Exactly what you yeah. said. It doesn't matter when you get out, when you get over that, then you can really help people. Before we wrap up, you had mentioned a, a few minutes ago and I wanted to go back to it meditation yeah. because I could uh, talk about that for about 10 hours. Oh. I've been meditating for about five years. Oh, wow. And um, man, if there's something that everybody, it should be implemented in every school. It should be a part oh, of society agree. just across the board. Yeah. That should be like a cornerstone of what we do. It, it goes back to never giving your body a rest. We never give our mind a rest. You wonder why rest. when you lay down at night and you try to go to sleep and you can't and your mind's racing, it's because your mind hasn't had a chance to process right? process anything. You're yeah. constantly distracting yourself. Oh. It's like, how long can I distract myself and then I have to lay down and yeah. try to sleep? Like, it's not going to happen. It's not. So that in itself talking about mental health um i've noticed through meditation when if i've meditated when i'm hungry it's like oh wow there's the hunger and it goes away if i just recognize like oh i'm a little bit hungry and then it kind of floats away Mm -hmm. it might come back a little bit later but it's not a real thing it's It's not not life or death yes it's just kind of floating by and i can and if you're 
stuck in that pattern, you're going to grab a hold of some food and yeah, start eating. Yeah, no, it's so true. I wish more people would meditate. I don't, How did people you are get afraid. Into it? it was part of my plan. When I made this plan to stop dieting, I made all these habits and they're, they're in my nutrition edit plan. And one of them is meditation mm. because I've read so many positive things about meditation. And um, th- this guy that works with my husband is like this guru of meditation. Oh, he cool. tries to get everybody at his work to meditate. Um, and so I was just intrigued. And so I started researching a little bit. And I just thought, you know what? That's just one more thing I'm going to add. It's really easy. I could meditate for five minutes or two minutes or 20 minutes, whatever I want to do. There's no set time. And what I started to notice was that it just made me feel better after. Um, and then it becomes addicting. Like I have to do it. And and yeah, now I, I, I just posted this a few days ago, but when I meditate now, I used to do it. I used to try to hide from my kids because right. I have three kids, right? Um, so I used to try to hide from them in my bedroom and I would meditate. But now what I do is I work out and then I lay down right in the middle of the gym. And I meditate there. And it's the best time. <laughs> after a workout, after really. After a workout, it's amazing. yoga. If you meditate after yoga, it's, oh, you fall into like this deep I, trance. So I am like, just like a brand new woman. If I exercise and meditate, it's amazing. I really wish more people tried. I don't understand why people are afraid to do it. The I don't number get it. one thing I've always heard is, well, my mind just doesn't slow down enough. But that's not it. Yeah, no crap. Because yeah, you don't meditate. Because you don't that's meditate. <laughs> It's such, it's so obvious. Yeah. And I think people think they're failing at it too. You cannot fail at meditation. It's an impossible failure. You can't, you cannot do it. Unless you just don't do it anymore. Exactly. That'd be failing at it, I guess. Yeah, that would be failing. But, but there's no (laughs) wrong way. And I think if you can know that you're not failing, maybe you'll stick with it a little bit more. Yeah. And it's, you have to, I think you have to learn from somebody who knows understands it i bought the headspace app that's what yeah i I was gonna say there's some great apps headspace is fantastic yeah budify is really good um yeah there's some really good apps out there um and you can do guided i i don't like the guided as much anymore but i think it's a good way to start out i go back and forth sometimes i'm i go on my own and i'm great and then sometimes i need somebody really when i want to learn something new or do something new yeah that's like in my meditation yeah i think if there's something specific i like on some of the apps where you can you can choose what you want to meditate about so it'll talk about anxiety or it'll talk about depression or um you know die it'll talk about all those things so you can choose and i do like that i think that's helpful yeah it's very helpful and i just they've done studies on uh stress levels so when you when anybody who meditates like your blood pressure is way down your yeah. stress levels go way down. Everything goes way down it because does. you're giving your body a chance. To, you're giving your mind a chance to chill. And if your mind can chill, your body can chill more. It can. It, it's, it's it's true. And those cortisol levels they talk about, that stress hormone, that's so true. Yeah. And it, if you feel burnout in the middle of the day, like if you, you know, meditate for 10 minutes, yeah. it's like a reset. It is. I think so too. I really wish more people would try it. And they're going to say, I don't have 10 minutes. When do I do that? Like you go to the bathroom and do it, sit in your car and do it. Exactly. You don't have to be. I always tell people that you do not have to be in the lotus position in this quiet place. You can do it anywhere. I do it in the middle of the gym. (laughs) I'm sure people look at me and make fun of me. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) That's a huge piece. So I I think people need to go to your website, find out more about what you do. Nutrition.edit on Instagram, nutritionedit.com. Yep. Right. Nutritionedit.com. Before we sign off, since we're talking about superpowers, we're talking about your superpower. Is there something you could tell people like maybe, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but like three steps for somebody. If they are listening and they they just feel like they're really struggling and they don't have any path and they want to figure it out. What's like three simple things they could do today or this week to get themselves on the right path? Okay. So we all know what we enjoy, right? I mean, you inherently know something you enjoy. If it's knitting, if it's fitness, if it's painting, whatever, do it, just do it. That's all. Mm -hmm. And then figure it out later. I mean, maybe this isn't three steps, but 
you don't always, plans are great, but you don't yeah. always have to start with a plan. The plan can evolve. Yeah. And, and when you just start, that was, that was my biggest thing with nutrition edit and figuring out um, what would make me really happy. I, man, I sat on it for a long time thinking, well, this isn't right and this isn't perfect, but I love fitness and I love nutrition. And one day I just thought, I'm just going to start. And I'm, that's what I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to go to Target anymore and buy another planner and another to-do list. Um, that's good for people, but people just, to hear because I think everybody wants, this is my impression, everybody wants to start something. Because why wouldn't yeah. you want to have your own yeah. platform? Well, it's so easy right now. And, Social media makes it makes it easy. Yeah. We can all we all have that ability. And you just got to do it. But I also but there's think... there's a million people like you thinking, I can't start I can't this. Do I can't do it. I do it. Exactly. But it. you have to just do it. And, and the other thing is, is vulnerability. And I know I've talked about that a lot, but you have to be willing to put yourself out there. If it's going to make you happy, why are you not doing it? Yeah. Right? Just do it. If it makes because you feel no, good. Yeah. If it makes you feel good. Don't worry if anybody else thinks it's a joke. Who cares? If it's making you happy, that's all that matters. That's so true. And when you find that one thing you really like to do that, like for me, recording podcasts, doing this sort of stuff, I yeah. love doing it. You'll forget about food. Like when oh, when oh my at, God. Absolutely. When you're doing something you like, and this is what I've learned from going from, I mean, I was in, I was in radio uh, before I started my own business, but I had to do a bunch of other stuff that I didn't really enjoy. So it was like, when you work at a job that you don't like, yeah, yeah. you, you need food because you do, it's, it's the happy it, thing. Yeah. It's your, it's your comfort and it's your distraction. And the more you can do I, yeah. what you love, oh, for you, sure. I, I, I'll forget to eat. Oh, I do too. Like, oh, and crap. I used to, I used to think those people didn't exist. I said, they're, you know, they're lying. How do you forget to eat? But now that I'm doing something I love. <laughs> yeah. I love this. I could. I mean, I could talk this all day about that's, nutrition and fitness, and I, I'm the same. I, I'd forget to eat. And there was a day where I thought that could never happen. And that's that. And that also shows why I brought you on because that's your superpower. Yeah, when that's you, my superpower. That, that, that could be a defining point of this whole thing. Is uh, whenever you are doing something and you forget about food. Yeah, that's, that's that. You're, no, you're on that's the right path. that's perfect. You're on the right path. Yeah. If you don't think about that Snickers bar anymore. You're on the right path. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Annie, this was so much fun. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I, you should start doing this yourself. I know. I thought about it. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I just, yeah. Okay. I'll have to do that. Cool. Next on my list after YouTube. All right. Perfect. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Bye, guys. This is Rob Z Radio.